I want to welcome everybody to another In My Feels episode. Today I'm going to talk about why do we do anything? Why do we want the things we want? Why we don't get the things we want? And how we can kind of better, I guess, better align our our, uh, mental states and conditionings uh, internally to experience kind of more alignment with with the external um, experience and really kind of see the narrative, see the patterns and see everything else. And before we get started, you know, thoughts, feelings, uh, emotions, conditionings, everything on the inside creates your outside exterior. So again, you know, as we do every week, because we're creating this collective consciousness of understanding and, and becoming more aware of ourselves, how are you feeling right now in this moment? And again, take really take your time, really digress, really rest in this notion, really meditate with it. How am I feeling? Really be honest with yourself. I think that's one way I have started to look at myself as being honest with myself. It's such a simplistic concept, but it's also so... What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not something that comes naturally to us, which is kind of strange not living our truths within ourselves. And how am I feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little down. I'm not going to lie. My my parents were in town, my mum and my pups, my uncle from uh, Mississippi, my uh, in-laws, uh, my wife's mum and dad were in town. It was my daughter's second um, birthday and it was beautiful. It was, it was, you know, a 10-day trip and we did so many family things together and everything else. And it kind of reminded me of... I guess, life pre-COVID, even though I still, you know, I speak to my family every day, but it's that, it's that human connection, that, that kind of, that element of having them there or always being there for them and them there for you. But obviously with travel restrictions, my parents live in the UK. Uh, my wife's lived in Cat. my wife's uh, family lives in Canada. So it's very difficult for the kind of interchange and travel um, right now, which is kind of upsetting. And it had me questioning, which is why I wanted to do this podcast of, you know, why do we do anything? Why, why am I doing what I'm doing right now to achieve the things I want to do? You know, and I mean, it could be anything. If you think about, you know, you want a house, a, a car, um, a relationship, a love. And I, I, obviously I say this because I've had my, my, my family in town and I'm questioning what, what, what am I doing? What's, what is my goal? What am I, what do I want to achieve? And now I understand that because I've, you know, I've been in my own little world, me and my family and everything else and kind of in a circle and I've missed my family terribly. And it's kind of put everything into perspective for me. And I think my goal, um, well, I know my goal is now is to spend as much quality time as I possibly can. And it's obviously difficult now because of all the restrictions, the vaccine, unvaccinated, and all that, which I've been over. And it's, and it kind of gets me down a little and it's that 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 missing element, which is, you know, someone, Aaliyah, who was on my podcast um, a, a good few months ago, hit me about, you know, the the, the concept of missing someone. And, and instead of it being fear based, missing that someone because you don't see them is that element of fear. Will you see them again? When will I see them? I miss them so much. And I kind of it kind of resonated with me that question because I'm not my parents just left today and I'm missing them terribly, miss them so much. But it's not a fear based of when I'm going to see them. I, I, it was initially and now I flipped it. It's now the missing aspect is the love aspect, which it falls under that, not the fear aspect. 
I'm not no longer fearing when I'm going to see them. I know I'm going to see them. I now have to make arrangements to do that. And how do I do that? I have to align my conditioning, my, my, my work, my life to believe, to know this notion that I am free to do anything I want to do. So therefore, I want to manifest utter freedom. And by utter freedom, I mean financially, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things. I want to manifest utter freedom. And how can I do this? And, I'm, and I'm, I've been, I'm in an hour about this all day today and kind of going on. A, um, I've been a little, you know, stump in terms of how can I best achieve the things I want without any resistance? And I've spoken about this before, the kind of manifestation aspect of it. And I can do this by trusting in myself that I know what makes me happy. So I only have to focus on the happiness aspect of it and it will come. Because you know what makes you happy. You don't have to define what makes you happy. You don't have to dive in on what makes you happy. You know deep down what makes you happy. So what happens when you focus on the happiness? The universe, the universal exterior experience shows you more things to be happy. Now, for me, I, 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 I don't want to kind of uh, beat around the bush and align, you know, financial freedom with happiness and all these type of things. You know, money doesn't make you happy. I agree with that statement. Absolutely, because you have to be happy before you receive it. So therefore, if you focus on the happiness aspect of it and you know that financial freedom is happiness also, if you focus on the happiness aspect of it, then you'll see that financial freedom, that happiness kind of creeping in, slowly opening up and you'll see the evidence for yourself. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I want to, you know, I just want to, I want to travel more. I want to see more of my family, spend quality, quality time and I think that's what the pandemic is, you know, we're all in this together, but we're really not. We're, we're kind of conditioning as human beings uh, are now conditioned as separate entities, separate people, separate circles, separate everything. And we now need to collectively consciously step out of that mind frame or that inner thought feeling and step into the openness, which is what I messaged earlier about, which kind of made me think really deep about what is I actually want. And, and now my goal is, is to spend as much time with my family as possible and, and to experience life in, in the way that I want to experience. I won't say the fullest and, you know, all this spiritual stuff, because that's not me. I, you know, I'm perfectly happy to lay on the couch with my family and watch a TV show. And that brings me happiness. Um, I can find happiness in the most simplistic of things. And I want more of those experiences and, and having my daughter's birthday and seeing everyone there. Everyone was, you know, super happy and everyone came into town. It was so beautiful. And it was this moment that had been building for pretty much, you know, my wife's uh, parents haven't met their, their grandchild ever, apart from on, you know, FaceTime and Instagram and, and all these type of things. And this is kind of the new norm. And I want us to collectively, consciously step out of that because I don't want that to be our new norm. That is, that is um, living life through, you know, don't get me wrong, it's great tools and the phones and the FaceTime and all that type of stuff. But then we're slowly conditioning ourselves to become that and for a society to become that, which is the separateness. Even though we're together on screen, there is no, I say, personability, no emotional connection um, internalized when you're face to face and you can feel that love. And, you know, how, how can we kind of dive into those fundamentals, you know, because I, I struggle with this question a lot is what do I want? And I think everyone struggles with this question is what do I want? 
And to be honest, there's many things I want, but I'm, but now I'm streamlining them so that I can have a, a, an unresisted focus to allow the things to come to me quicker. And by doing this, how can we do this? And again, I, I, I've questioned this too. And how many of us, I mean, I, I, again, I'd love to feedback. Please hit me up. Leave, I'm going to leave links everywhere. So I really want to know people's own experiences. But how many of you who are listening can, can truly hand on heart say that they trust themselves 100% to deliver whatever they want, to be this kind of, you know, this superpower being, this god or goddess essence uh, of thoughts and manifestations and interior um, conditionings and belief systems to 100% trust yourself to attract everything exterior through your experience. How many of us can say that? It seems like I could say I'm 100%, but I'm absolutely not. There's there's things that I want, for, for example, finance, complete financial freedom. I have a target. Um, it's kind of a loose target, but it, but it will enable me to travel and not be restricted or have to do certain, feel like I have to do certain things in order for certain things to be done. For example, I have to work a certain amount of hours for the mortgage to be paid or for bills to be paid or what, who can I, how much money do I have to make to do this? How much money do I have to do to do that? And then you start unraveling the actual full manifestation of the thing you want. And we do this by trusting ourselves. You know, I I think I, you know, I'm going to start looking in the mirror and go, I trust you. I trust that you are powerful enough to create your whole experience and it's you. You are the driving force. You are, you know, the commander. You are everything as a magnet. Exteriorly is attracted by you interiorly. And, and, and another thing, you know, I've struggled with this notion of this kind of not being able to see the way I feel and the way I'm conditioned and the way I'm... Um, operating internally and not being able to to connect the pattern between the external experience and it's also you know if you're manifesting in a household you're also manifesting you can't manifest for someone else but the energy of someone else within that household is also manifesting things so that energy will tap into yours and yours will tap into theirs so you may see something that's being attracted by someone else but it won't directly be involved with you but you'll still see it and that's kind of how the collective consciousness works. And, you know, because I, I used to attract so much confusion in my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do as a job. So I did a ton of jobs. I still don't know what I want to do. I mean, I think that's the evolution of, of you know, human consciousness. That's the evolution of a soul in, in physical, physical form is having to constantly, you know, not, ch- I wouldn't say change, but after you've experienced something, you become more knowledgeable. There's more wisdom within you. So you know what to do and what not to do next time this the similar situation arises. And, you know, back to the kind of, do we ever wonder why we attract so much confusion into our experience? And, and my answer for myself, I can't explain uh, answer for everyone else, but from the countless messages I get of, from people, I, I can, you know, strongly say it's because our minds are constantly busy. And I, and I mean in confusion of busyness, whether it's, you know, relationships or work or, you know, is that person right for me? Do they love me enough? Um, is that job right for me? Do I have a career? What happens if I lose my job? What happens if I don't get that pay rise? What happens if I don't do this, 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 this? And you can imagine how much confusion on a daily basis we question ourselves, which, which then leads to a lack of trust within ourselves, which then 
our, our external experience is all of that and more because that's exactly how we feel. And it's, and it's this huge cluster of this kind of never ending cycle of this, this round and round thought process of busyness within ourselves. You know what I've done, which helps me, I've, I've been able to, I guess, let go of the kind of outside influences. I know I'm the driving force. I know I'm, I'm of God. I know I'm, I'm a God. I know that I'm a creator of my experience. Whether you define God as whatever, that's my definition of God. Someone who creates their experience and can create it without restrictions. And I did this time and by, by removing certain focuses and only focusing on the things that I actually wanted. And, you know, I'm, I'm, and I know it's, it can be quite difficult. You know, we have, you know, f- cell phones, which were on 24-7. And I can be a guilty party in that social media. We have work, school, you know, Netflix, this, that, this, that, um, Spotify, all these kind of, I wouldn't call them distractions. But then again, I would call them the distractions. Um, if it's not aligned with what you want, then it's, I guess it would be called a distraction in terms of manifestations. And we have too many and we wonder why we don't um, get what we ask for. And, and I'm coming to this realization more and more. And the evidence is so clear. We're constantly sending out mixed signals internally, externally. So what happens in our physical experience is mixed signals. We get the same back. What you put out is what you get back. It's, it's that karma, not of if I, you know, if I put out negativity, what happens? I get back negativity. If I put out positivity, what comes back? Positivity. And we have to, I guess, what, I've, what I'm going to start doing, especially since my family are leaving, is really focusing on what I want. Really understanding that I want to spend as much time as I can, humanly can with my family as, as, for as long as I can in this human experience. Because to me, that, that brings me happiness, that, that I find joy in, you know, making other people happy and understanding that. For example, you know, I spoke last week. My uncle came from Mississippi, Florence, uh, you know, super country, uh, never been on an fl- aeroplane, never flown on an aeroplane ever. You know, he's 50 years young, never flown on an aeroplane. Maybe he's a little older than 50, which is which is a marvelous, beautiful experience. I mean, he, he would say it was the opposite. He was scared to death because he didn't, you know, like flying through. He explained to me client flying through clouds. He thought the engine was on fire of, of his flight. But I would know that flying through clouds creates turbulence, but he was not to know that. And then the second flight, he felt bad. Going back, he felt much better. He just went back a couple of days ago. You know, I took him for his first spicy margarita. Again, it's, it's these things we put, I guess we take them for granted. You know, I love a spicy margarita. And I gave, you know, I had him one, one of the best in LA, in my opinion. And it blew his mind. It blew his mind. He absolutely loved, never been, never had any of that, never experienced any of that. You know, I took him to a, a pumpkin patch, never experienced any of that. Um, we went to, I took him to the, the Grove in LA, uh, in, over the West Hollywood side. And it, it just, it's like, what is this place? And I saw that kind of childlike innocence in terms of experience. And I have conversations with him about his life being quite limited in terms of the experiences he has. So I know what his, his mental state is defined on that internalized the way he sees himself, the way he sees his outside world, the way he sees where he's from, the way he sees who he is. And I said, you need to change the narrative. And you can only change the narrative until you experience what you are not. So he didn't know, he's never been on a flight. So he couldn't experience going on a flight. 
in, uh, as a theor- theoretical thing, he had to experience it. So therefore he knew what going on on a flight was or was like. Now he has no fear of flying because he understands this is what he wants to do. And, and the fact that he manifested, the, you know, the trip to L.A. and we took care of him and everything else. It was beautiful to see. It was like this, you know, this child, as I said, this childlike innocence kind of coming out. And this kind of blossom from a from a grown man, you know, we speak, we talk about feelings. He doesn't really talk about these type of things back home, and and it's seeing that we can be open with our feelings, no matter where you're from, or what background you are, or what you know generation you are. We collectively, and I and I mean we as in everyone who's listening, we collectively have to create this new consciousness, collective consciousness of the the world we want to see. And, how, and like I said before, how do you change the world? You change your own world first. Then you can start making practical changes within within the world of how you want to see it. And then, you know, kind of back to the the confusion phase, because I remember my, my life for many, many years being super confused, not unhappy. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Like I had elements of happiness and depression and, and anxieties and everything else, but it was filled with confusion. My mind was racing. Racing, racing, racing. And I worked on my mind to quieten the mind so that there is space. Like that space. It's a beautiful thing, that kind of space between thoughts. But you have to work on it for it to become that space. You can call it meditation, you can call it whatever. And I'm not talking about, you know, sitting in, sitting in a room, like super upright, eyes closed or whatever, you know, just trying to not think about things. It's about watching your mind. It, it can actually be quite fun because things that when, when I'm, when I, I mean, I haven't meditated in a little bit, but I like where I'm at right now. And then once I pick up that new speck of kind of spi- that uptake of spirituality and everything else, then I'll dive back into it, which I'm going to do pretty soon, to be honest. And it's that space in between your thoughts, space in between you. It's that kind of in the now moment of existence that I am here. Wow. Space. Space in my mind. And it took time. It took many, it took a while. But it can take someone one day. It could take someone one week. One, everyone's so different, it, it, you know, and everyone's so unique. And that's the beauty of us. That's the beauty of our collective consciousness. That's the beauty of our manifestations. That's the beauty of the fact that we have all this power. But it's unrealized power, which is also a beautiful thing too. I don't know. I feel like I see the positives in, in things right now because I'm operating from the love aspect because i'm missing my family and i've flipped it from the lack of seeing them to i'm going to see them very soon and i know that because i'm going to manifest that without a doubt and do you hear the conviction the conviction of my voice knows this and i'm going to do whatever it takes to to achieve that and i think we need to get to that level of of conviction within ourselves and we get to that level of conviction by trusting ourselves Trusting ourselves to deliver the universe to us. I really enjoyed this one. And again, like I haven't really been preparing. I've just kind of been, it's, I asked myself before I do these podcasts of what do I want to talk about today? And then these things just kind of come in and I take a couple bullet points and literally have three bullet points and that's it. And then I kind of just run with it of how I'm feeling right now in the moment. And this space is occurring in my mind. It's a beautiful space. It's a space of awareness. It's a space of the fact that I'm talking to you listening it's the space of that I am alive. I am a, a manifest. I am someone who can create their entire universe 
just by my thoughts alone. And I can attract the entire universe by my thoughts alone. And again, I'm someone who's not from any of this background. So it's taking me a while to condition not knowing this to knowing this. And that, it, and that takes time because you have to turn the needle from belief to knowing or not even belief, not believing to kind of believing somewhat to being like, well, actually there's something here. I can see the evidence in my life for the fact that I attract everything in my life, regardless of whether you perceive it as good, bad or whatever. And then kind of stepping into that place of knowing, kind of stepping into that, I would say, God, God s consciousness and understanding you as you. But again, we have to start trusting ourselves, trusting our, trusting us, trusting ourselves. And what will you see on the outside? You'll see trust because like attracts like. 